Welcome to Unsung Stories, where we'll be chatting to unacclaimed mamas in the Christian world who love Jesus, are faithfully seeking to know and love God more, and pointing their families to Him. I'm your host, Laura Smith, and I hope that you will find solidarity with a regular mum living out the gospel in regular ways and be encouraged in your own unsung story. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to this week's episode of Unsung Stories. It would be great if you could help this show by following or subscribing wherever you listen to it. And please, if you can, leave a review. Not just for our future listeners, but it's a great encouragement to me. This week we are joined by Sophie. Sophie is a mum of two, living in Sydney. Her husband Ben is at Moore College. Uh, And we chat through her experience of motherhood, comparing what she thought it would be like and what it actually is. Something that I most encourage about Sophie on this show is her keen desire to know and love and serve God and love her community well. And just the hardness that it can be when you've got little people demanding your attention all the time. But that's enough from me. How about we jump into today's show? Hi, Sophie, and welcome to another episode of Unsung Stories. Thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. Just so that our listeners can get to know you a little bit better, would you mind telling us about your family and what everyday life looks like for you? Sure. So I'm married to Ben. We've been married just over six years and we are currently studying at Moore College in Sydney. So we live in a shoebox in Newtown with our two kids. So Ruben, who has just turned three, and Eden, who is 10 months old. It's lovely. Yeah. What did you think that motherhood would be like before you had kids? I guess thinking about the ideal kind of picture that we all sort of have, you know, uh, turning up to church on a Sunday, able to meet up with people during the week, you know, amongst your spare time, you know, maybe running a Bible study, going to play groups, making meals for people, just, you know, using up all this air quote free time that you have when you have kids just to love people and spend time with people. I think for me, like, I've never really been super career oriented. I've always wanted to be a mom and primarily at home, I think. I never really sort of had visions of myself going back to work after having kids. Yeah, I think I did have this sort of like rosy picture of having just lots of time and and sitting down with my kids and doing fun craft and playing games and watching them play while I sort of have the house organized and make all these amazing meals. And I don't know, just like that sort of quintessential picture that we have of motherhood. And it sounds like you also really held ministry and serving in high regard. I mean, your first answer was that you're wanting to invest in people and use your Mm. time best in ministry and serve and spend your time doing that. What was your reality of motherhood? I think there are, there have been glimpses of all these things so far. And I mean, I'm only three years in to motherhood and this whole journey. So I think, you know, I guess in my mind, I thought I'd have more capacity than I feel like I do at this point. And I think I, you know, I did have more capacity when I had just one baby. And I probably will have more capacity again when all the kids are in school. And, you know, there's there's different sort of 
seasons, but it has surprised me just some of the really hard things. One of the hard things I found is my oldest Ruben is quite a lot. He's really, he's always been really active. Um, he's mm. never played by himself for more than about five minutes. He's always like, you know, bouncing from one thing to the next and he needs to get outside every day to get out a lot of energy and then he crashes really hard. And, and like, I feel like I'm probably describing just, you know, any three-year-old boy. I don't know. I think I'm, I'm surprised maybe by how hard I am sort of just finding particularly this sort of um, terrible twos, three-nager phase, particularly because I do just feel like I've had to be saying no to so many things that I would love to be doing. But mm. I think, yeah, it's taken me a while to sort of just come to terms with the fact that I just don't have time in my week consistently to do certain things. I just can't take on leading a ministry at the moment. Whereas before kids, yeah, I was running a couple of ministries and doing like various things with time. I view time so differently now, I guess, in relation to my capacity. One thing I've found is it feels like we have more time or like, I don't know, I maybe mean, not more time is the right way to put it, but just there is time available. You know, my, my kids do nap during the day and they are asleep or in bed by 7, 7.30. And so there is time, but there's a lot in my mind, you know, just running through what needs to get done, just the events of the day and just like all this like emotional kind of build up mm. of being around humans all day. Yeah, you might have the time, but do you have the yeah. capacity physically, emotionally? Yeah, the headspace kind of. And that will be different for everyone, not only what totally. can you physically handle, but what's your husband's work look like? How much does he actually chip in at home? All of those mm. other things come into it. Um, so what kind of heart issues did this new reality and this different expectation bring out in you? Ooh, lots of different things. For one thing, I found myself quite often feeling jealous of other people's kids who seem to be a bit easier to manage, I guess. You know, like the kids in the playground who aren't pushing over other kids. Or even jealous of my husband who, you know, gets to go out and learn all this amazing stuff about the Bible and about God every day and, and he gets to use his brain and I'm jealous of people who, yeah, get to go to work and can kind of separate their responsibilities, I guess, and leave mm -hmm. things at the door and, and wanting to spend time with them and that kind of thing. So I think that's been a bit of a hard eye-opener. And it's also tricky in your situation because the things that are happening in your world and the things that you're wanting to give your time to are good things and they're to glorify mm. God. It's not like your intentions are, you know, I just want to go and do things for myself. Your intentions are honourable. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but I also think there's something to be said about being faithful to what God's put in front of us right now. Mm. Yeah, I feel like that has been a lesson that I've just had to keep learning for sure. And I think everyone can empathise with you on that one in, well, maybe I'm just projecting here, but <laughs> I struggle so hard with being jealous, particularly of my husband, mm. um, but also being around other mums who have higher capacity than me. I get yeah. so jealous. How do you have that many kids and yeah. function that well? And 
And I think that's it. Like I think I I I have learned to kind of just try and be con- yeah content with what I can do now. When I do sort of look at some of these women at church, you know, with three, four kids, and I'm just sort of like, well, how can you do it? And I only have two right now, and <laughs> I can't do half of what you're doing. So what's wrong with me? Or all of those kind of questions. But mm. rather than asking that, sort of trying to think, okay, yeah, well, what what can I do now? and in this particular situation rather than sort of saying oh well you know when my kid goes to preschool then I'll have more time and then I'll do this or or when my kids are in school then I'll be able to do this and that and just sort of hanging out for those times when I perceive I'll have more capacity or opportunities but Mm. yeah I think trying to I guess look for opportunities where I am right now and take those has Mm. been a bit of a lesson and I think that's really important too because it does come back to the what are you being faithful with with what's in front of you because Mm. when you look at that other woman who's doing these amazing things that you would like to do you're then not wanting to serve out of this is what I have I'm offering that to God you're serving out of I want to keep up rather than I want to be serving God with what I have that's exactly right yeah I think our motivations are very revealing in um I guess those kind of like situations where we feel a little bit overwhelmed yeah what what actually is the root of you wanting to do more is it yeah heart of serving and being faithful Mm. and obedient or is it I actually just want to look like that super mum yeah definitely Mm. Did it bring out anything else or you feel like it was Yeah, I think another big thing is how we prioritize. Going back to what we were talking about before with having all of this sort of low quality time. Um, mm. We might have time, but we don't quite have the headspace or, um, you know, every day it's different. Sometimes we can't predict um, what kind of time we might have, particularly with young kids who are still napping kind of erratically, but who knows what's going to happen. And so I think when I get these chunks of time, I have this mental list of clean the bathroom, cook dinner, fold the washing. And then, you know, what about reading my Bible or what about any other opportunities that I want to do or just finding what I want to prioritize has been so difficult. And often my reaction is just to do the urgent thing which Mm. usually is cleaning up around the house or cooking dinner so that I'm not like super rushed at 5 p.m. And so then it does just mean I don't get to do the important things rather than the urgent things. And so Mm. I think I've just noticed that I'm not prioritizing the things that I would like to prioritize and when I sort of, you know, step back and look and it's it's all those big things, you know, it's it's being in God's word it's being a good friend, it's being involved in church and in people's lives, but then it's the day-to-day decisions that kind of shape whether or not that happens, and often it doesn't really show up in the day-to-day, and then I sort of get a few weeks down the track, a few months down the track, and I'm sort of like, well, I'm not, I'm not doing what I want to be doing. Slipping into what was easy and convenient. I've been thinking a lot about how am I going to shape my priorities on the day-to-day rather than um, just looking at a big picture and then forgetting about it. Just like all that sort of basic, you know, setting goals stuff. Yeah, and even in, in all of that, 
when you have this time and you go, all right, I can be prepping dinner or I can actually sit down and sacrifice my prepping dinner or sacrifice cleaning Mm. my toilet and giving that time to God. And it feels so mundane. It's like, oh God, I'm offering you my cleaning toilet time. (laughs) (laughs) It's that, okay, well, I feel like I don't have much, but I'm actually going to give this time to God. And it does cost. You know, we kind of look at it and go, that's not that valuable, but it's costing me. Like that woman offering one coin, that was huge for her. And I do think God sees our heart in that. My time is worth way more than my money in this season. And so I feel like I'm working and I'm sacrificing with time. And yeah. it actually feels like such a silly and simple thing to do. But I think it's so important that we do make that spending time with God a priority Mm, definitely and I think when it is so hard in this season have having young kids to make regular patterns you know Mm. just because like your days just are constantly looking different with Mm. having young kids is that I'm never doing the same thing every day and so how do I really solidify the practice of reading my Bible and praying in a regular way when that nothing else in my day is regular, even Mm. like waking up time. That's been one of the hardest things that I didn't really think about before having kids. Have you found anything that has kind of helped that? Yeah, I think I've tried a few different, I guess, ways of getting God's word into my everyday. And I'm sure I'll be trying many more different things as seasons roll by. But yeah, one particularly helpful thing that I committed to in 2020 was being part of a couple of different Bible studies because I did find that reading the Bible with other people is so much easier to to really get stuff because so much of the time I you know if I did find time in my day to sit down and read the Bible on my own I think it was so hard to just sort of focus and not be thinking of the next 50 things that I needed to get done mm. in that hour and to actually think about it and mull over it and meditate on it and pray thoughtfully from it and so it left me feeling really discouraged So Mm. I think I found it really helpful to commit to a Bible study through church in the evening every week Mm -hmm. and then also one during the day um, with other women and wives from college. So having those very different contexts, very different people, having both of those as stock standard events in my week was really helpful of getting me into at least two different parts of God's Word every single week as well as on Sunday. Even though it feels like not enough sometimes or it feels yeah like a a bit of a measly attempt to give god my time but i think yeah that was kind of like the best i I could do at all i think that's amazing (laughs) one you're going to two bible studies not one but like i can hear your heart in wanting to prioritize god and spending time in his word but you have done that and you're going to two Bible studies and, you know, as a mum, it's so easy to go, oh, I'm tired, I don't want to do that. But you've really prioritised that in your week as like, this is the time that I have and this is what I can commit to and committed to that. So I think you've actually done a good job of prioritising and carving out time in the week in your schedule like you've wanted to. It may just not look as grand or as often as we want to do. And I think we 
want to do more and serve God in big, huge ways, but sometimes it is just coming back to, all right, I'm committing to go to Bible study because that's what I can do in this season with everything that I've got going on. Yeah, that's true. How have you coped and what have you done with these hard things that have come up? I think I've been, like my natural tendency is to just sort of uh, gloss over the hard stuff and and just push on and and look forward to sort of the next day or a time in the distant future when things are just going to be easier and greater and whatever that means. (laughs) Idolize that. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. And this is all very... Uh, I guess live for me at the moment like like I struggle with this stuff every day and so I don't have a lot of answers in terms of great coping mechanisms but like one thing I have been really conscious of is I'm trying to be more organized and thoughtful about my days and weeks has been really helpful because it means I free up some of my headspace to not have to worry about when I'm going to get this thing done or just feeling rushed Um, I think that's been really helpful and I'm always trying to work at getting better at that. So back to the heart stuff with like jealousy and what you prioritize. Mm. Um, What has God been teaching you through those things? I think what, yeah, one of the big things is just not, not wishing that my kids were different, not trying to change them or I guess be ashamed of, maybe things that I shouldn't be. I think that's been really, yeah, hard at different times to come to terms with when I'm embarrassed by something that Ruben's done or, yeah, just wishing that he was, you know, a calm and placid, compliant little human. Because I think that I miss out on getting to know him and who he is when I'm wishing that he was different and I'm not acknowledging him for who God has made him to be. Because I think, yeah, all of those sort of temperament have positive and negative sides. I think I can see sin coming out in the way he acts, but I can also see, you know, real strength of character in lots of these areas. So I think just trying to hold on to the, the joy of those moments and and even enjoying sort of trying to steer and direct his energy, take the opportunities to... Um, helpfully teach him and guide him and um, parent in a way that he's going to learn how to be a productive human and just try yeah try and see all of those even difficult tantrum moments as opportunities in amongst the frustration yeah how has God been refining you through through that I feel like God loves to keep reminding me that um, life isn't about just getting through with minimal suffering or difficulties um, which I feel like is sort of the goal Um, Mm. everything is about just sort of avoiding suffering in any way and so I think not to say that having kids is suffering but I think there are lots of difficult things and there's lots of hard even just conversations or situations for me even just seeing yeah, my own sin come out, my frustration, my impatience, just, yeah, an opportunity to see more of who I am before God as a really sinful person and how much more amazing it is that he has saved me and that he died for me. 
your sin is highlighted and emphasized so much more. You see how insufficient we are. <laughs> totally. And that it's by the grace of God that we survive. That's right. <laughs> And I feel like I've learned so much about God even, like when you're dealing with the, the terrible twos, as they call them, so much of the time I just would have this thought in the midst of like the, just like feeling so frustrated, telling my toddler six times, you know, not to do something and then he does it and then he gets hurt or upset. And I just feel like, come on, like, just listen to me. And then I'm like, Wow this is how God feels about me. Like he is probably banging his head against the wall, just being like, just listen to me. Like it's just like giving me such a whole new perspective of God is so patient with me, constantly bringing me back to himself, just like I try and do with my toddler. I think that's been like just such a good picture to be reminded of, yeah, how Mm. silly I am. Your husband actually shared something on Instagram the other day that made me think about what you're saying in a little bit of a different light. Oh, yeah. He was talking about 1 Corinthians and how God is not easily irritated. Mm. And it just made me think of my parenting. And I've always thought similarly to what you were just saying that, Mm. oh, I must just be so frustrated. I'm so frustrated with my kids that I say this over and over again. And I then put God in parenting the way I do, which fortunately and it actually was so encouraging for me because I thought you know if he's not irritated with me he's not easily angered he's so loving and he's patient with me and so I I get what you're saying but I've also just had in my head lately you know what God actually probably isn't impatient the way I am or yeah that's the truth I told you so, I'm always right, which is how I parent, Um, (laughs) whereas God's more probably that loving. I'm just so patient. Yeah, and I just come back to his patience and try and model that patience to my kids. Yeah. You know, I did tell you seven times, you didn't listen to me. Yeah. I'm here for you. (laughs) Yeah. It is so true. Like, I think God is so much, yeah, he is so much bigger and so perfect. Not a comparison, but, yeah, we are worse than toddlers to him in the way we treat him. (sighs) That's humbling, isn't it? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Do you have any tips or strategies for things that you do when you notice these heart things come out in you? Yeah, kind of like what I mentioned before about just – I think when I am feeling yeah, frustrated or um, jealous of other kids and people, I do just try to turn it back and just be curious about my kids and wanting to get to know them for who they are. And yeah, I've even found if I'm not too tired or frustrated in the moment, but even in the midst of a meltdown, just wanting to understand understand where he's at and maybe yeah providing him tools with how he can deal with his emotions better and take everything as a learning opportunity for me and for him and sort of rather than just feeling like how inconvenient this is for me no you know what what do we need to learn in this moment like yeah what's going on for you that this is so difficult for you so yeah I think that's been sort of a little uh, practical tip that I've been trying to um, work on in the moment I don't know and I guess just being present 
not just sort of dreaming of um, these non-existent future times that are going to be simple and easy, but just Mm. sort of, yeah, being present in the here and now today, praying, you know, what opportunities can you give me today, God, to, you know, love and serve you and serve others around me, even if that is just my kids, if that's all who I'm going to see today. Mm. And just trying to be at peace with that and not, not want more, I don't know, that kind of thing. And would you have any encouragement for the mum who is struggling with similar feelings as she's parenting her little people? I don't know. I mean, we're just at the beginning as well. Like, I don't know. Like one thing that I've just really noticed, um, particularly even now having a second baby, just really oh, I'm so much more aware this time of how quickly they change Um, And, like, it's such a cliche, but, like, they're constantly just changing and moving from one stage to the next. And so being content in whatever awful stage that your kid is in right now, that it will pass and then there'll be some other new challenge. I don't know. That's just been a comfort to me this time around. (laughs) Yeah, just trying to enjoy where they're at right now and trying to focus, focus on that. Yeah, and I think another thing, focusing on the things that last, just trying to focus, yeah, on the opportunities that come up to have conversations that point people to Jesus or, but yeah, just trying to have that bigger perspective in those everyday moments. Taking the time to sit down and be in God's Word and be okay with not getting something else done that's practical and right there in front of you, but just setting that aside and keeping the big picture as our focus each day to be in God's word and be hearing from him and um, yeah, really wanting to make that our priority each day. Sophie, thank you for your encouragement to look for opportunities to love and serve where we are in the moment. And thanks for being vulnerable and sharing your heart issues with us and pointing us back to Jesus. Mama, I hope that you were encouraged by today's show. And as usual, Sophie's going to wrap up by praying for us. Heavenly Father, you are so much bigger than we can even understand. But you want to know us and you sent your son to die for us so that we can be in relationship with you. Thank you so much. For that opportunity. Lord, I thank you too for the gift of children. Thanks for the, um, the joy that they bring. Thanks for the frustrations that they bring that turn us to you. Um, Lord, I just pray for yeah each, each of the mums listening who are just feeling the weight of um, the frustration and um, the unmet expectations and the difficulties of parenting young kids. I pray that you would, um, yeah, just be be our rock, um, help us to be present for our kids and help us to seek opportunities to bring glory to you and to um, point our kids to you. Um, I pray that they would see us um, in your word um, on the regular, that they would see that reading your word and um, wanting to know you and bring glory to you is 
um, priority and that they would then um, take up that model and that that would be um, yeah, a foundation for their life as well. I pray that your word would be shaping our families and that um, yeah, you would uh, be using us in the communities that we are to be real and to be um, an encouragement um, to those around us. In your name, amen. Amen.